Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome in to the new PFF NFL Daily. Here's a recent snippet from the PFF NFL podcast. Well, let's start in New England where Bill O'Brien's been hired as the offensive coordinator. And um, this was a, a must-needed move, right? They had one of the worst, I don't know, offensive coordinator situations in the NFL with Matt Patricia. But Bill O'Brien makes his return first time since, what, 2011 that he is back. And um, on one hand, it's good for Mac Jones. On the other hand, there's, you know, spools up the uh, Tom Brady back to New England rumors as well. I guess. Um, it is fascinating. I'm just saying both things have been mentioned. Yeah. It is fascinating that the Patriots just have this, like, one closed ecosystem of coaches. Yeah. It's like, this is our coaching group. And if somebody leaves, all right, we'll patch it together until they come back. Because inevitably they'll fail outside of the warm environment of the New England coaching setup. So when that happens, maybe we'll send them to Alabama for a year or two. You know, the, the Nick Saban rehabilitation program. And that will buy us the cover to be able to bring them back and nobody will complain. Particularly if the interim job that we did of just stuffing any old suit into that job went really badly the way it just did. So, you know, McDaniels has left and come back. Uh, Bill O'Brien's now left and come back a long time later. We just, we just keep going with the same small group of coaches. And I don't know how much of that is just familiarity or the fact that Belichick likes these guys and how much of it is, is what you've talked about, which is they've had one offensive system essentially for the last 20 years. And if you hire somebody else, does everything need to change? And you have to scrap the whole thing and go in a completely different direction. Like, how much does that upset the apple cart? But it is just wild that they, I mean, this was the most inevitable move of the offseason, right? Like, yeah, they're going to interview some people, but they're going to hire Bill O'Brien because that's the ex-New England guy. Yeah, I mean, on one hand, I get it. Like, I, th- I think the continuity, I mean, their, their offensive coordinator situation has gone Charlie Weiss, mm-hmm. um, Josh McDaniels took over. And there was, there was always a year. Bill Belichick's always been really weird with his uh, titling and stuff. I'm pretty sure Josh McDaniels was calling the plays for like a year or two before he was officially declared offensive coordinator. He left for the head coaching job in Denver. Bill O'Brien took over. Bill O'Brien heads to Penn State. Well, Josh McDaniels has been fired since that point. So Josh McDaniels comes back in to call the plays. So there's your continuity. Um, the one time they broke up continuity is when they hired their former defensive coordinator, Matt Patricia, to replace Josh McDaniels, right? So but even that, that's part of this too. Right, but even that is like the two people that were vaguely near the offensive coordinator role were both just former, former New, New England, England coaches, people. Patricia and, and Joe Judge. Do you think, 
so a lot of people talk about like the old boy network and stuff in the NFL, but don't you think that's a part of hiring practice in general? Like the ability to, you know, trust people that you've worked with before, you know what you're going to get. That part of it, I understand. Like I understand hiring people that you've worked with before. We both have jobs, right? I mean, it's easier to trust somebody, right? This is a job. We've worked with a lot. It doesn't mean you can never have somebody new, but in positions of power, you know, leaders tend to lean toward people that they're familiar with. But that's the difference, right? Is that the, the Patriots basically don't ever have anybody new. If they do, they, they're former players. Like Gerard Mayo comes up, <laughs> comes up through the system because he used to play for them. Like when was the last like new, new hire of any kind of significance that's come into that building from a completely independent, like outside different system? They had uh, Brett Bielema. Almost, no, they hired, um, what's his face? Who's at uh, Rutgers? Greg Schiano. Yes. They hired for like a month. Right. To run the defense. That was the first time I think they had ever hired. I mean, it's like Belichick's kids running the defense right now. Right. The other interesting move in New England, though, is Gerard Mayo, hot coaching name for head coaching opportunities and defensive coordinator opportunities, has turned them all down. And for years, there was a thought that Josh McDaniels was the heir apparent and he was going to be the guy when Bill, Bel uh, Bill Belichick retires. It seems like Gerard Mayo may be next in line in New England, whenever that is, one year, two years, five years from now, who knows? Seems like Mayo's the guy that's sticking around just to see if he's the the next guy in charge at, in New England. Yeah, it's just, I, I can't think of another team that operates this sort of closed off from everything else with their own in, like ecosystem of coaches. Um, but it does mean now that we get uh, Bill O'Brien coming back to work with Mac Jones again. Worked with yeah, they were together in Bama. Um, which has to help. Right. Like there's a couple of things at work. Number one, this is a situation where simply not sticking with the status quo will upgrade it. Like anybody coming in other than what they had last year is better. You know, any form of offensive mind rather than having a defensive coordinator, or special teams coach coaching your young quarterback is an upgrade. Number two, Bill O'Brien was always a pretty good offensive coach. Like, even when things were going bad in Houston, it was going bad more in the, what are these personnel moves you're doing, as opposed to the, the actual game day coaching is bad. Like, why did you trade away, you know, New Hopkins or those kinds of things? Look it at that coaching career. Yeah. Like, it's a pretty good resume. Um, and I think as a coach, he's actually been pretty good. And okay, you always have to sort of wonder, again, the Alabama Rehabilitation Project. It's like, to what extent is this? success versus to what extent is this i am a former bill belichick coach i am coaching at a can't miss college uh prosper or college program like it's probably quite hard to fail in that environment but generally speaking bill o'brien's resume i think does stack up yeah it does and i look so coming off of having matt patricia um as the head coach as, as the offensive coordinator now New England gets a guy that you know, called plays for very successful offenses, even if it was years ago. I do agree the Texans thing. It, it's a little bit like Chip Kelly's stint in Philadelphia. I think the 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 final word on it was, oh, it was bad. It ended poorly, right, in Houston for Bill O'Brien, maybe for in Philadelphia for Chip Kelly. But it got worse as both of those guys got personnel power, right? Chip Kelly started – he had, like, full control the last year and things got worse. Bill O'Brien – it was just a mess there, right? He was just handed more power, more power, more power, general manager title and the yeah. whole thing. And they had several good players that they traded for no return. 
So yeah, things got worse there, but you're back to what you do well, which is call plays. And I think there's, you know, it's a pivotal year for Mac Jones if he's that mm -hmm. guy. And um, the rumors, there were rumors during during the season that Jeff Howe from, uh, you know, former Patriots beat writer now of The Athletic said, hey, there could be a, a Tom Brady reunion in New England. Uh, Rob Gronkowski recently, recently said he doubts it. Do you think that's even potentially on the table? Would Brady do one or two more years in New England with Bill O'Brien and company? I, I don't know that that makes sense for anybody, to be honest. I agree. I, I'm actually surprised it even became a rumor. Hmm. Um, I don't think, I just don't think so. I feel like, uh, I think Brady's moved on and wants to just do his yeah. own thing. And I think New England's like, do we actually want, I mean, part of the reason why New England wanted to move on is because they didn't want to just build a team for two years. They wanted to build for the future. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah, they were the, the, the side that wanted to move on in that particular arrangement. It feels very difficult to imagine a world where Brady would just happily accept that they've changed their mind and would like him back now. You know, actually, Tom, turns out you were the best thing for us. We're sorry. Come home. Does he really go, okay, yeah, sounds good. No. He's like, no, to hell with you. I've moved on. I'm going somewhere else. I already did the Tampa Bay thing. I got one more stint in me, maybe. Do you see him uh, answering questions? I forget who the other guy was. Larry Fitzgerald's podcast with Jim somebody. Gray. There you go. Yeah, he was very testy when he was asked about this. I mean, he know he it's his own podcast. He should have he knows what they're going to ask him. Yeah, they probably talk about the topics ahead of time, given it's his own podcast. Brady's one of these people that doesn't swear well. You know? Did you hear it or did you just read? No, the I heard it. Okay, it's it's worse when you hear it. He doesn't. He gets a little whiny. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't have a natural uh, repartee with cuss words, yeah. swear words. You know, he just doesn't, they don't come out of his mouth well. It sounds like, well, that's kind of bitchy, you know? There's a lot of people who can swear and you're like, that's just part of it, you know? Bill Burr. Bill Burr has an outstanding relationship with swear words. The ma they just fire out of his mouth and it's endearing. You know, there's no problem. It's just part of the punctuation of the man's speech pattern, right? Brady, when he swears, it's like, well, you come across... Kind of like a whiny bitch there, Tom. That doesn't feel like, uh, that's not endearing for a man with your wealth, stature, and uh, disposition. So, so on the retirement question, what are you going to do? Which he knew was coming yeah. because, you know, they probably have a production meeting before their one podcast per week between him, Jim Gray. It's, it's literally the only thing anybody wants to know yeah. about Tom Brady right now. So he said basically, I don't if, know. Even if they completely blindsided him about it, like you can't possibly have been surprised that that's a question that's coming. He needs he needs a month or two to, to sit on it. But um, yeah, it's going to be interesting because um, the decision pretty much has to be made within, say, another 40 days, right? He had 40 days yeah. in retirement last year. It's about 40 days before free agency will open, um, which it's a little bit before free agency, but teams have to know what they're getting into. They right. have to know if they're going to pursue Tom Brady, and if mm -hmm. they're going to build their entire offseason. Not just that. One team's going to go out there and trade for Derek Carr yeah. in the next two weeks. They've got to know, are they? do they have Tom Brady? Are, what do they need to do to build around Tom Brady? Because it's not just yeah. him, right? It's, it's, it's getting him and being secure enough with everything around him that it works because this is no longer add Tom Brady to a roster and you're a Super Bowl contender. This is add Tom Brady to a roster and make sure the roster's in good shape. Then maybe we're a Super Bowl contender. So yeah, it is something that needs to happen pretty quickly. I, yeah, I, I mean, look, people are going to want to know. You're probably going to need to have an idea pretty quickly. Um, but getting back to, the, to where we started from, I don't see New England as that destination. Fair, fair point. I want to, we'll circle.
about four NFL teams, two conference championship games, and only a few more shots to win big on the playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. If you're not a new customer, that's fine. You can feel the conference championship thrills with stepped-up same-game parlays. These are hot right now. I've seen a lot of people win these things, Sam. Mm -hmm. Take your shot at an even bigger NFL payout and boost your winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. So you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use code PFF. New customers can bet $5 on the conference championships and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code PFF. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Um, just to wrap it up, Mac Jones and his development here, first 10 games of his career, Mac Jones was was very good, right? I mean, we don't see too many rookies grade as well as he did their first 10, 12 games of the season. He definitely tapered off the, the end of his rookie year, had a decent playoff game against Buffalo, but they were down by a lot during most of that time. Um, we Again, we haven't seen you know, like Russell Wilson, RG3, Andrew Luck. Like There haven't been a ton of rookie quarterbacks that have just been good from the from the beginning mac jones was but then he regressed and then he regressed even further this year and i know that you you know you, it's tough to separate the quarterback from the system and all that stuff but how much was mac jones just missing throws and being uh inconsistent how much was the system and uh just no flow with matt patricia so a pivotal year three for the patriots and mac jones a lot of talk about them getting you know upgrades at the receiver position and DeAndre Hopkins is on the trading block. We know that there's a history there. Bill O'Brien traded DeAndre Hopkins. Could be a reunion there because uh, Hopkins is going to be pennies on the dollar from a draft capital standpoint, but then he's got this massive contract that needs to be restructured. So it's going to be an interesting offseason because we know the impact of a true wide receiver one, and I think Nuke has at least one or two more years of that in him. Yeah. Um, no, I think it's it's a really important year for Mac Jones. Like They took him backwards this year. Like you come out of his rookie season, started incredibly well, tailed off a little bit as the year went on. I think that makes sense based off, you know, defenses, having a better understanding of him based off simply not necessarily sustaining and, and kicking on and improving his game overall. So you entered this year two with, all right, we know what you do well. Now, can you get better at the things that you didn't do tremendously well? Because that's what will determine where your ceiling is and how good you can get. Like, Mac Jones, I think it was always overstated a little bit how much of a statue he is in the pocket or how much of a sort of strictly immobile pocket passer he is, but he's on that end of the scale, right? He's not a uh, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, you know, type of quarterback. He's a guy that is going to be in the pocket more often than not, at which point this is a league now where if you're going to be that style of quarterback, you need to be amazing at that. And you need to be phenomenal at all the aspects of that play to offset the fact that you're not bringing 500 rushing yards to the table and the threat of that on every single down. We never got to saw that, or we never got to see that because the structures around him this year were such a complete mess that he went backwards. So now Bill O'Brien has an off season and a season to fix that and to not just get him back to where he was, but show that he can take the next step and put a definitive sort of spotlight on where his ceiling is so that they can feel confident or not in him as the future the other thing to keep an eye on in new england in particular team building season love discussing this stuff in the few years now that they haven't had tom brady the first real so it was like they lost tom brady after the 2019 season they just it was kind of business as usual 
the next offseason, the first real offseason without Brady on the books and everything, they went nuts in free agency. Remember how much money they spent? Nelson Aguilar, Hunter Henry, John New Smith. They went, Jalen Mills. They were paying, uh, you know, five or six players a ridiculous amount of money. Some have hit, some have not hit, whatever. Last year, though, was more business as usual. They kind of came back down to earth. We were joking that Nick Casario was the, uh, maybe Nick Casario was the the big spender, right? Because mm-hmm. he, and he, and he left. Or he was the nickel and dime guy. Right. right. When he left, you know, they went nuts. That's what it was. Last year, though, was business as usual. Do they go back and say, look, just like the Chargers last year spent all that money on um, several free agents and trades and all that stuff, with a year three quarterback, got to go all in because you still have the rookie deal. So it'll be interesting to see if New England goes back to that. Let's go crazy in free agency and trades and and try to make a move here with Mac Jones on a, on a rookie deal. Mm-hmm.